Whatever it might be, he's he's the God who can do anything. So, I was trying to look up a joke because y'all know I love jokes. But I saw something that someone posted on their Instagram story today, and it just kind of got to me a little bit. And it says, "It's Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-three. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep His promise." And so, I don't know, that just kind of struck me today, and I just wanted to share that with all of you, and I, I hope that helps you today, whatever you may be facing. 
So we still need a few volunteers for the TBC booth at the Rower Days Festival. You can sign up in the foyer. Also, TPC will be awarding scholarships to a couple of seniors. If you wish to apply, please see Brother Cameron to get an application. I know that's a really great scholarship to have, and it puts money in the bank account. So at, the, at this time, if the ushers would please come. We have a couple of prayer requests tonight. Sister Betty Rosales, Tony Ruse and his family. Abby Whitman, she's running 102 point fever, I think, so we need to lift her up. And then Brother David Grigsby. He slipped and fell and anyways, we just need we just need to lift him up in prayer. So at this time we're gonna go to uh, into prayer for these needs. Lord, that you would touch each and every need. Lord, you see what they need. Touch them, Lord, heal them. Just give them peace and strength, Lord. Heal them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, Lord. That you would bless this offering and that you would bless the gift and the giver. Thank you, Lord, for touching each and every person, Lord. That we would hold on to your promises and to your hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we give the Lord praise tonight? 
Hallelujah. Let's lift up the mighty name of the Lord. Thank you that we can be in your house tonight and to lift up your name. Amen. Well, thank you for being here in the house of the Lord. We're going to baptize Rowdy, who is one of the young men that got the baptism of the Holy Spirit at youth retreat. So that's an incredible thing. So his mom and dad are with us and glad to have the Griffith family with us. And of course, uh, his parents, glad to have them. And Chastity, good to see you. Good to have all of you. Just uh, want to bring a little, little clarification. So Brother David Grigsby was helping someone move and he slipped and fell. And he really uh, messed up his knee. Like he's going to have to have surgery on his knee. So he's bummed out, I'm bummed out, we're all bummed out, but, you know, accidents happen. So if you would just lift him up in prayer, I know he would appreciate that. And then Molly said that Abby has 100.2, but she's running 102 fever, and so we're just going to lift her up. And, of course, all the names on the screen continue to, to lift them up. Uh, Dr. Cindy Miller, who is my cousin, was supposed to be here tonight, but... She is not able to make it. She is with her parents in Cleveland. And so if my Uncle Bob and my Aunt Nim and Dr. Miller are watching, shout out to them. Love you. But we just need to lift my Aunt Nim up. If you can remember that this week. She needs our prayers. And Aunt Nim, we're going to lift you up. Amen. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? God bless you. You can be seated. Yes, Brother Robbie, you're not out of order, sir. And I won't be long. For four years, I've been running from God. I pastored for 11 years, running from God for four years. told Sister June just a moment ago and some of you older folks will remember my great grandmother Sister Catherine she sent me a prayer cloth every year from this church from the time I started school and I know her prayers are bottled up in heaven Amen. two weeks ago Suddenly, I couldn't walk. I laid on my back, and for the first two days, I, and I told you this, I was angry. And about the third day, it was if God spoke to my spirit and said, Son, you've been running, now you can't even walk. Surrender's never been my strong point, and... I'm quite stubborn. Sister Catherine wasn't my great-grandmother. <laughs> I went and had an MRI done Friday and came to church Sunday on a walker. Sunday was the best day I'd had in two weeks. Amen. But what God did for me Sunday morning is nothing short of miraculous. Monday morning, 
Monday morning, I woke up again and I was in agonizing pain. Couldn't walk again, just in terrible pain. Right after 5 o'clock on Monday evening, I got the call from the doctor. He told me, we we're referring you to a neurosurgeon. He said, your spine is shot. He said, you've got multiple ruptured discs, multiple fractured vertebrae, and spinal cord compressions throughout. And at first, I was devastated because I got a five-year-old son. Yeah, I'm, I've got all kind of weirdness. I was devastated because I was thinking, I've got a five-year-old little boy, and I don't want to be in a wheelchair with a five-year-old. Tuesday morning, I woke up pain-free. And I'm telling you, if you saw me walk in here Sunday morning on a walker, God's done something. No, 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 I'm giving this back. <laughs> God's grace is something that humanity cannot even begin to vaguely fathom. And I'm just going to leave you with this one little tidbit. If I could sum it all up. In just a few little words, it's simply Jesus loves me. Amen. This I know. Praise God. Well, I didn't know that. I knew Brother Robbie and I have been talking on the phone and through some email, but I didn't know that the Lord had touched you like he touched you come Tuesday. Um, that's wonderful. Amen. Amen. That's amazing. And I give God all the thanks and praise for that. So the reason why I'm in my black suit today is because I went to a funeral. Brother Tyler Stevenson's mother passed away, and we had that funeral today in Westlake, and Brother Robbie's father was there. And so I got to see your dad today, and I got to see your mother, hug both of them. They're precious people. But you're going to, uh, Brother Robbie, be able to give your testimony and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell you something that's, I hope you can handle this right now, but the day's going to come when um, you're going to be up here behind this pulpit and you're going to preach the word of the Lord and give your testimony 
And I'm telling you, it's going to be mightily anointed of God. And so many people, so many people are going to respond to what God has done in your life, which is absolutely amazing. It is amazing that Brother Ravi even was able to walk into this room tonight, given the diagnosis that the doctors have given him. But we serve a mighty God. And we serve a God that is still on the throne. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know exactly what I am feeling right now, but I think we just need to stand for a minute. And I think that uh, I, I need a musician up here, please. And I just think we need to give God some praise in this house for just a minute. Just Thank you, Jesus. Now I need us to go beyond just clapping our hands and into praise and into worship right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I need some of the veterans of the faith right now to dig deep and let's just lift up the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God, we just we give you praise right here, right now, God, to... Come into your presence and to lift up your name. God, we thank you for what you are doing among your people, Lord. Thank you for touching my brother. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I give you thanks, Lord, and I give you praise, God. And I bless your name and I praise your name. I exalt your name. Hallelujah. The enemy would try to come against us tonight, but let's press. Come on. Let's just press. Come on. Let's just press in here now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I give you thanks, Lord, and I give you praise, God. Hallelujah. Oh, I bless your name, Jesus. I praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. If you're a guest, you don't have to participate in this because we're not here to make anybody feel awkward. But if you're a member of this church and you're a believer, I just want you to lay hands on somebody's shoulder and just whatever you want God to do for you, you pray that, give that away right now in the name of the Lord. God, what we want most of all is for you to be exalted in every service, for you, O oh Lord, to be lifted up and God, for your presence, Lord, to be known and to be felt. God, we know, Lord, that you are here right now. And we just bind every spirit that would try to come against us in the name of Jesus. Father, that your will and your word be done in the name of the Lord come against every spirit in the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. And let your peace abide upon, Lord, your people. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Tonight, if you have, if you have a need that man cannot meet, only God can meet it. Only God can meet it. I'm not talking about you hurt your thumb today. I'm not talking about you got a hangnail. I'm talking about you have a need that only God can meet it. I want you to lift up your hand right now. You have a need that only God can meet. Man, look at all the needs here right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, there are there are many hands that have been raised tonight that are saying they have a need that only you can meet. In the name of Jesus, I come to you right now, not as a beggar, but as a believer. Believing right now, Lord, that you are the God of more than enough. Thank you for being more than enough. Thank you, oh God, for being more than enough and more than able to meet, Lord, the needs of every hand that was raised here tonight. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you will make a way and open that door. And I thank you, Lord, right now. Right now. For hearing and for answering our prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Well, the Lord bless you. You can be seated. I'm going to just I'm going to just talk to us for a few minutes about spiritual roots. We we've been talking about per Possessing our destiny. And sometimes when you maybe see a pastor or a man or a woman of God come up here, you may, I don't know, you may think certain things and we talk about possess your destiny, guard your destiny. God's got great things for you. And, and, and we, we preach that because we believe that. But let me just tell you something. Janet and I don't claim to be anything, and that's the truth. We really don't. But whatever we are and whatever we have, whatever that is, I can tell you this. It didn't come easy. It may Sometimes you may look at someone and think, man, you know, they, they seem to have it easy. But I don't, I don't get up here most of the time and tell you some of the things that have transpired in our life 
Here's the point that I want to make. If you're going and I'm going and we're going to reach our destiny, there's going to have to be some spiritual roots that we put down deep. Because here's what I know. None of us know what's going to be around the bend in the next five years. None of us know. Little did we ever dream some of the tragedies that have happened to couples in this church and people in this assembly and to this church at large. Little did we dream some of the things would come that have come. And and I'm just here to tell you that tragedies happen and crises happen and bad things happen to good people. And if we do not make sure that our roots go down deep, brothers and sisters, we're going to be blown away by every little wind of doctrine. And when tragedies come, we're going to be like, oh my God, how do we make it? But I can tell you the reason why that there are people in this house tonight that have gone through tragedies, heartbreak, and setback is because their roots go deep. And if your roots do not go deep, ladies and gentlemen, in this day and hour that we are living in, I'm afraid you may not be here in a year from now. And, 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 and can I just talk to you for a minute? You know, back five years ago, you couldn't really see how that Christianity was uh, being persecuted. But all of us can see now. All of us can see now how the government can shut the church down pretty easily. And if we do not have deep roots in this anti-Christianity age in which we are living in, then you, 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 better, you better rethink Just a a shallow praise on a Sunday because I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm here to challenge everyone. It's going to take more than just, uh, you know, a little thank you, Jesus, on a Sunday morning to carry us through. We're going to have to put some deep roots down to make sure that we are like that tree that is planted by the water that shall bring forth fruit in its season. Its leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth or she doeth, it shall prosper. Talking about spiritual roots equals a a great destiny. And you say, well, Pastor, how do I do that? I want you to look at Colossians 2 and, and 7. This is the Good News Translation. It says, keep your roots deep in Him and build your lives on Him and become stronger in your faith as you were taught. Spiritual roots, I don't get up here and talk a lot about spiritual roots, but it is, brothers and sisters, and Hope House men and women and Celebrate Recovery men and women, spiritual roots are a very necessary part of your journey. Because it is your roots that produce your fruits. And if you don't have strong roots, you're not going to produce good fruit. And I was told the other day that there has been some research done that says unless a person has a point that they are literally walking to, like a flag on a hill, something that they can see, If they don't have something that they can see, 
In other words, if you were to drop a person in the desert, they have done research to prove that most people in a desert without something, a point where they're going, will walk in circles. And most people walk in circles in life. And this is why that we need to make sure that we are looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Because you're going to be saved on purpose, but you can be lost by accident. You can be lost by getting your eye on Christians because not every Christian is sold out. There are hypocrites in the church. And if you get your eye on the wrong people, I'm going to tell you people will cause you to stumble. This is why you got to keep your focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not looking to my right. I'm not looking to my left. Because people will disappoint you. People will disappoint you. Your pastor will disappoint you. Oh, surely not. Oh, surely yes. Why? Because we're all flesh. Nobody does it right all of the time. And spiritual roots are a part of our life that we cannot afford to overlook. Especially now. Because the enemy, when the enemy comes in like a flood... You need to make sure that your roots go down deep and that you're anchored to the rock because you can have a house today and lose it tomorrow. You can have a nice job today and lose it tomorrow. You can have a nice family today and then they walk out on you tomorrow. But if you're anchored to the rock, come what may, you may... You know, the wind may blow you, right? It may even bend you a little. You may even bow. But I believe that you won't break because you're held up by the strong arm of the Lord. And your roots go down deep and you're not looking to people to be your Savior. You're looking unto Jesus. I want to talk about spiritual roots. You say, Pastor, how do I get spiritual roots? Can I tell you, You better hide the Word of God in your heart. You see this Bible? I I don't know how many times I've gone through this Bible, but as I said the other day, you find somebody's Bible that's falling apart, and they're probably not. I'm going to run that by you again. You find somebody's Bible that's kind of falling apart, and they're probably not. But you find somebody's Bible that's got a lot of dust on it, and it's barely been... Red, then you know what? It may be a good sign that uh, they are falling apart. What are you saying? I'm saying that you and I better hide God's Word in our heart. This is Psalm 119, that we may not sin against God. I have people ask me, Pastor, don't you know that uh, different translations, you know, don't say it exactly like the King James. I, I get that. I understand that. That's why I always have a King James. But here's what I want to say to you newer ones. I'd rather you get a translation that you can understand and read than never open the Bible at all. So I like the New Living Translation. I have a King James Version. I have a New King James Version. I have an English Standard Version. I've got all kinds of versions. 
Now, if I want to go back and make sure I'm right, I go back to the King James. But what I'm saying is, if you're not reading the Bible because you say, I don't understand it, then get you a translation that you can understand. But start reading the Word of God because God's Word is God's mind. And when you read God's mind, you can start understanding how God thinks. And the more you understand how God thinks, the more you can walk in ways that please Him. Can I get a witness? And so I want to just, I'm going to keep going. Can I keep going? How do we hide God's Word in our heart? Well, you read it every day. If possible, read God's Word every day. Digest it. Memorize it. We pray and we read God's Word and we ask for His help. When you're praying and you read something, say, God, help me to live up to this. And then you read something and God brings something into your spirit and you pray, God, help me to forgive those. Right? Then you read something and God brings something else in your spirit and you say, God, thank you for convicting me of that. Because I want to make sure that I'm... That, that, that I'm putting everything out of my life that would hinder my walk and my relationship with you. Does that make sense? Okay. See, if we'll hide God's Word in our heart, we'll start putting down spiritual roots. Say, how do I do that? Start reading for all of you young men and women. Start reading the Psalms. Amen. Start reading the Psalms. Okay? Read them. Read the Psalms. And then start, after you're done there, start reading the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Read the Gospels. And then just allow God's Word to just get into your spirit. And then prayer is more than just... Prayer is more than just a one-way street. God can talk to you if you'll listen. Are you with me? Okay, but we have so many distractions... Get into a quiet place and cut everything off. And after you have prayed, then get still and say, God, do you want to speak to me? What do you want to say to me? And you say, well, how does God speak to you, Pastor? I've never heard the audible voice of God, but God has spoken to me many times through His Word. And He's spoken many times through His Spirit, which is right here. See, what we say is, man, I had a gut feeling. Many times that's more than a gut feeling. It's a God feeling. And if you will tune into this, this right here will tell you. You can save yourself a lot of problems if you will just get quiet and tune in to the voice of the Spirit. How do I get spiritual roots? Prayer. Prayer. Pray a lot. That's how you get spiritual roots. You pray a lot. Did you know that prayer is one of the most powerful? It's one of the most powerful forces in the universe. You say, why? Because prayer gives you access into the throne room of God. Now, you may not particularly like the President of the United States, but I want you to look beyond the man and I want you to see the office. What if you were invited into the office and you walked into that office and you had access to that man? That's a pretty powerful place to be. But you and I, ladies and gentlemen, as believer, have something even more powerful than that. 
we have the great privilege of being able to walk into the throne room of God. And we're able to talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Through the power of prayer. And I want to just encourage you. Don't just do that on a Sunday. Come on. Make prayer a part of your everyday life. Make prayer a part because it's a great privilege to be able to come into the throne room of God and beseech the Lord coming into His throne. The Bible says that we come boldly. Boldly. How do I come? I come boldly. Even when I messed up, I don't back up. I still come in boldly. Why? Because even though I have done wrong, He still does not condemn me. So I come into the presence of God in His throne room and I say, God, Lord, I've messed up today. But here I am. And through Your grace, would You cover me again? We can save ourselves from a lot of agony and trouble if we will invest ourselves in a lot of prayer. Some of the most godliest, the most fruitful people ever to walk the planet invested time first and foremost into prayer. How can I get spiritual roots in this end time? You make sure that you hide God's Word in your heart. You make sure you're praying. And one writer said, pray without ceasing. You pray a lot. Pray a lot. Number three, this is going to be difficult. We love and pray for our enemies. Praying for our enemies can be a challenge. And that's exactly why it helps us to grow spiritual roots. We all like to pray, God, get them. God, sick them. But Jesus said, pray for our enemies. He said, you've heard it said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and bless those that curse you. Say, Pastor, how does praying for my enemies work to change my character? First of all, when you start praying for your enemies, it requires you to see people the way God sees them. I'm going to say that again. When you start praying for your enemies, it requires you to see people the way God sees them. You may say, I don't like them, but God loves them. Man, I don't understand how anybody could like them, but God loves them. Somebody may be saying that about you, but just because they say it about you doesn't mean God gives up on you. And so when you start praying for your enemies... Say, Pastor, how can I do that? I'm going to tell you something. It's a powerful thing to have an enemy. And when you can say it from your heart, I bless them in Jesus' name. Now you're starting to get somewhere when you have an enemy and you're able to say, God, I want you to bless them. I want you to bless them as they come in. I want you to bless them as they go out. God, I'm asking you to be doubly good to them. I'm going to tell you something. That starts forming the character of Christ in our life. And it causes us to have deep spiritual roots. Why? Because it requires us to come into alignment with the heart of God for that person. Because even though you don't like them, God loves them. And the very act of loving those who hate us forces our flesh and our heart and our soul to conform to the image of God. Maybe that's why God allows us to have some enemies. 
so we can conform into his image. Here's the next one I want to share with you. Number four, if you want to reach your destiny, young men, young women, hear your pastor. You got to die to yourself. Amen. Good work. That's right. I, I want more for TPC than to be an inch deep and a mile wide. I'm going to say that again. I'm not interested in fluff and puff, spit and foam. Not interested in that. I want you to understand how you have to feed yourself. I pray it never comes to this uh, that our doors are shut. But if our doors ever shut and we have to go into homes or whatever we have to do, I want you to know that have spiritual roots, I got to pray. And if I'm going to have spiritual roots, I got to hide the Word of God in my heart so I can learn how to feed myself. And if I'm going to have spiritual roots, I got to pray for my enemies and the people that are coming against me. And if I'm going to have spiritual roots, I got to die to myself. Why? Because in your flesh, your flesh cannot do anything spiritual so you got to die to your flesh say what do you mean about that pastor here here's the verse it says this that except a grain of wheat fall into the earth and die it abides alone but if it dies it bears forth much fruit so you 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 here's the deal brothers and sisters the devil doesn't play fair how many know that? Yeah, the devil doesn't play fair. So I've told you this before, but I'm going to tell you again. You always got to be ready for both sides. When the devil comes over on this side and says, man, you're nothing. Look how much you've messed up. What you've done. Who you've done it with. Look at your past. Then you got to go over here on this side and say, yes, but thank God for his blood. And I'm a child of God. Right? That's how you come back. Then... On this side, you do something and man, you know, you getting some accolades and people are really complimenting your gifts and you're start and the devil comes over here and says, Man, you really something, aren't you? Look at look at what look at what God's doing. Then on this side you just say, Devil, you're such a liar. I'm just the donkey he rides on. Come on, come on, come on. Right? And you're constantly going between those two. Why? Because you want to just make sure that this flesh doesn't get out of control. So I die to myself. Why? So that when that grain of wheat goes into the earth and dies, then it doesn't abide alone, but eventually it's going to come up. And it's going to bear forth much fruit. And that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants you to reach your destiny, but you can't do it showing off. Oh, that got quiet, didn't it? This is why you read books like Humility. Because we just have to remember He's so high, we don't even put ourselves in competition with Him. That's why we read books like Ego, because Ego is the enemy. And you just have to remember, you know what? It's not I, but it's Christ in me. Come on, whatever is good is Christ in me. Here's what Galatians 2 and 20 says this. For I was crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Amen. So you say, well, pastor, if Christ is in me, 
and I've been crucified with Christ, then how do I have such a problem with myself? Because your flesh likes resurrections. Can I get a witness? And you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. You know those times when you want to yell at your spouse? Oh, I know all y'all are so holy that you never do that. Or you want to cuss at your boss? Oh, again, I know y'all are so holy. It's just a delight to be in the presence of holiness. But I know people. And I know y'all ain't as cute when nobody's around as you are right now. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that. Because our flesh gets in the way. Come on, somebody. And when you want to get revenge, and when you want attention because, bless God, it's all about me, and when you want to insist on your rights and you lie to cover up your sins, even though we are dead to ourselves, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, I die daily. And if you're going to have spiritual roots, you're going to have to go back and say, Lord, here I am again today. I lay myself upon the altar. And it's not I that lives, but it's Christ in me. Here's the next thing. If we're going to develop deep roots, we're going to have to receive correction from God and others. Well, couldn't we just skip this one, Pastor? Correction from God and others? No, unfortunately not. I know that it hurts, but I have two men of God, two pastors in my life. And I don't care who you are and how far you go in God. You need somebody in your life that will love you enough to tell you the truth. Amen. Amen. And no, we don't like correction. But we need someone in our life that will help us. And you know what? We'll receive correction from God and from others. Because it's only human nature to want to be right. We all want to be right. But get this. It's supernatural to humble ourselves. And to receive correction and make things right and grow from it. Here's the next one. If you want to develop spiritual roots, there's going to come times of persecution. And I know that we may not necessarily be really persecuted right now in our faith. But I'll tell you this. Anytime you stand for righteousness on your job, you're probably going to make some enemies. That's right. And here's what I've learned. My identity is not determined by what anybody else thinks. Can I get a witness? And I have learned that I can trust God no matter what. And I have learned that God loves to elevate us above our enemies if we'll just walk in humility. 
And I have learned not to put my trust in people. Because even the people that are closest to you can betray you. Because Judas was a part of the plan and the destiny of God. And so you love God and you love people, but you understand we're all human. We're all subject to make a mistake. And people can walk out of your life. And if you don't have strong roots, it can throw you for a flip. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And so I've learned to stand still and just keep my eyes on God. Despite the difficult times, despite the things that we go through, just keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep walking in the power of forgiveness. When you're persecuted, it leads you to understand, you know what? I didn't think that I could endure that. But through His grace, He brought me through. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. And you may be standing with a broken heart, and you may feel like you're bleeding out in the parking lot, but I know the Lord is with me. Amen. And when you know that the Lord is with you, the Bible says, though a righteous man falls seven times, He'll get back up. Just get back up. When people don't do it right, just get back up. When people walk out of your life, just get back up. When you don't do it right, you just get back up. Can I get a witness? All right, I'm going to finish this up real quick. Here's another way you can develop spiritual roots go through hell and I'm not cussing I'm saying go through hell as your pastor I'd love to look at you and just tell you that once you become a Christian man it's smooth sailing from here on out but can I tell you it's not and the enemy has a target on every one of our backs and he never takes a vacation because he come to steal kill and to destroy And when I'm talking about going through hell, I'm not even talking about persecution. I'm talking about that unexpected job loss that sends you into a tailspin. I'm talking about that financial crisis that keeps going on for more than six months, but years and years. I'm talking about that sudden diagnosis that interrupts your life and makes you fight for your life like it has Brother Robbie. I'm talking about that child that is away from God and you're agonizing over that child day and night. I'm talking about the divorce papers that you never expected to come. And when horrible things happen to us, we have to understand, brothers and sisters, that they're not necessarily from God. Come on, come on. That's right. And here's what Romans 8 and 28 says. For all things work together for the good of those who are the called according to His purpose. So God will take the bad and somehow He's going to turn it around and bring it for our good. Can I get a witness in this house? Hallelujah. Yes, He is. So how do I grow pastor spiritual roots? Number one, 
I hide God's word in my heart. Number two, I pray. Are you with me? Then number three, I just, I die to myself. I keep going back and saying, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Y'all may not even know this. I don't know that I've ever even told you this. But a little while after Janet and I came, there was people that wasn't real happy with us. They would just rather us go ahead and leave. Things were, you know, a little rough. But I knew the Lord had spoke to us. Told us this is where we are to be. I take no joy in this and I don't say it with any joy. But some of those that came against us, they're not here tonight. But we're still here. And not that I take any joy in that because I don't. But what I'm saying is it's not always easy. And you're going to have to put some spiritual roots down and have some prayer meetings and go back to some anchor points that said, God, I know you spoke to me. And so I'm going to hang on to that word. And there were some people I knew they didn't like us. But you know what? You just take the Spirit of God and you go and you hug them anyway. Amen. Amen. That's right. You say, I love you and I'm praying for you. Amen. You say, Brother Neelan, I don't know about that. That's how you get spiritual roots. Amen. When you can look people in the eye that don't agree with you and yet you just hug them anyway and I love you. Why? Because that's the way God did it. Amen. Love your enemies. Pray for those that despitefully use you. You receive correction from this pulpit. I always want to challenge all of us. But I'm I'm just here to remind us, ladies and gentlemen, that we can't do it our way and get God's blessings. You, you, You say, how does the world get blessed? Because He's not their Father. But He is your Father if you've been born again. And He has a way He wants you to do it. And that's why you got to read God's Word because then you get God's mind and you understand how He thinks. Does that make sense? You receive correction and you say, Oh God, help me to be in alignment to Your Word. And then you endure persecution. And yes, I'm sorry to tell you, but you go through hell. Why do you have to go through all of that? Here's why, and I'm wrapping this up. Because God wants your roots to go down so deep so that when you start bearing the fruit and the abundance of God and the blessings of God start coming, you always remember where you came from. That's right. Good word. Amen. Amen. See, are are y'all okay? I'm about to wrap this up. But see, you, you see me and Sister Janet now, but let me take you 30 years ago to where I got an offering in a paper sack of $32. You, you see some things now because we're a little bit uh, further ahead in this movie, but let's, let's rewind some things when I was wiping snotty nose uh, and running a bus route and, 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 you know, doing things around the church and gladly doing them just... 
doing whatever my hand found to do, you do it. I'm not boasting tonight. I'm just telling you the truth. There's many times that I'll wipe up urine in that bathroom right to this day because I don't like it on the floor. I like clean restrooms and I'll do it right before I come to preach. I don't mind doing it. I'll sweep this building. I'll pick up trash. I'll do whatever I need to do because whatever my hand finds to do, I do it. I don't want to ever be too good. I am never, ladies and gentlemen, too good to do whatever needs to be done. Just humble yourself. And if you'll do that, and your roots will go down deep, then when God starts blessing your life with fruit, Amen. good fruit, ladies and gentlemen, comes from good roots. Amen. I know I gotta hurry, but I wanna I wanna talk to two of my Hope House men and women and celebrate recovery. God can't use you. I'm sorry, He can't use you if you can't get planted. If this is not the church for you, find a church, but get planted somewhere and come under the authority of a man of God that loves you and that can speak truth into your life. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you. But if you want fruit in your life, you've got to have root. You've got to have roots. You got to get planted. People's not going to like you and things are not going to go your way and crises are going to come and tragedies will blow against you. You just stay rooted in Christ. I don't know everything we're going to have to go through in the next five years, but I'm going to tell you the ones that's going to make it. I I don't mean to pin roses on anybody because we're all subject to fall, but I'm going to tell you why. Johnny and Cherie could go through what they went through because they have deep roots. I'm going to tell you why Danette Hollingsworth is still here tonight because her daddy and mama put deep roots. I'm going to tell you why Lisa Russell still shows up to church is because her daddy and her mother put deep roots into her. I'm going to tell you why this couple is still on the front row, Larry and Nelwyn, because of deep roots. Man, I know I need to stop. I know I need to quit. But listen, daddies and mamas, please, I'm here to help you a little bit. Bring your kids to church because more is caught than taught. And you're teaching them faithfulness. I'm sorry, I got to keep preaching. I'm sorry I'm going so long. But listen, here's what my daddy told me. He said, Wayne, for the first 40 years, most people mess their life up. And then the next 40 years, they're trying to get their life untangled from the first 40. And here's what I found out. That most people are trying, you know, they're doing all this stuff and they're not being faithful. And then they get about 45 and they realize, oh, hey, maybe I need to go back to church. But here's the bad thing. They've already put a bunch of stuff in their kids. And now when they start getting their life right at about 45, now they're wanting their kids to follow. And I'm sorry, it don't work that way. And now it's pray, Brother Neelan, for my kids. And I do. I do. But you can't undo 20 years of this way and then expect overnight. You're right. 
for that just to change. He says, why you got to keep coming to an altar? Keep coming to an altar and saying, God, Lord, help me to change and help me to be the man, the husband, the father that you want me to be so I can instill it in these kids. Hey, I'm saying you can do your very best and your kids still mess up, but at least you won't have the regrets of knowing I could have done it a lot better. Something is in this room right now. I'm telling you, there's something in this room right now. And I believe God is speaking to us. You're you're mistaken, brothers and sisters, if you think that I just want to see this thing full just for the sake of seeing it full. I do want to see it full. I do. Because that's another person we're taking to heaven. But I don't want to see them an inch deep. I want you to be rooted and grounded so that when the storms come, because they will come, they're going to come. You think Sister June's lived on Easy Street for the last 60 years? Don't kid yourself. It's Jesus. I'm going to stay planted in Christ. Amen. Would you stand with me? You've been so kind. Amen. Mm. Jesus. We love you. Lord, we don't know what we're going to go through. We don't know what faces us. But we want to be rooted and grounded in the Word, in truth. So that when the winds blow and the storms come, We'll stand strong through Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. If this resonated with anybody, I know it was a little different. I know it was a little different. But if it resonated with anybody, I just want you to step out of your pew. And I want you to just I want you to come and I want you to just lift your hands and I want you to say, God, would you help me, oh God? I want to be rooted. I want to be grounded. I want to be steadfast. Oh God, unmovable. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Talk to the Lord right now. God, show me. Show me, oh God. Show me things in my life that would keep me from drawing close to You. Show me.
Thank you, Jesus. To you sweet people, I don't I don't I don't know how to say it other than I want to see every one of you walking in your purpose and in your destiny. And when the wind of the Spirit moves in here, I want you to be able to just lay your hand on somebody and begin to pray the prayer of faith and see God touch them, move upon them, and begin to change their life. I'm not... Do y'all feel my heart? I'm not interested in having cute church. I'm interested in having deep moves of God. I want these kids to sense deep moves of God that become anchor points in their life so that when the storms blow, Danette, and they will, they go back to those, oh my God, I remember that morning service at TPC. Am I making sense, Rebecca? Deep moves of God come from deep roots. I want to see the Lord move in this place in such a way that like Sunday morning, God touched like He did Brother Robbie. And he's here walking tonight for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I'm taking way too long, but Brother Robbie, I know it's hard for you to grasp right now, sir. I know it is.
But the day's going to come when you're going to give your testimony right here. And lives are going to be changed through the power of what the Lord has done in your life. We got to have it. I love you. I love all of you. You young men, I'm so proud of you. Rowdy, Billy, and Hunter. Proud of you men. You ready to be baptized? Billy, you going first? All right. I know this has been a different service, but Billy, will you say, Lord, here I am? Here I am, Lord. Billy, I just want you to tell the Lord, Lord, say, Lord, I just want to say yes to whatever you want me to do. Billy, on the confession of your faith, son, and the obedience to God's command, we now baptize you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the remission of all your sins. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let your anointing, God, let your covering, God, let your plan and let your purposes, oh God, prevail in his young life. That his life would always bring you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Everybody give Billy a big hand. All right, Rowdy, you next. Rowdy, as, as, as quiet as you are, it's hard for me to see you living up to your name. He does. But you know what? Here's what I hope, that you get rowdy for the Lord. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be awesome. Rowdy, would you just lift up your hands, son? And would you just say, here I am, Lord. I want to do your will. I believe that. I believe you do. And I believe God's hands on your life. Will you take your hand now? Hold your nose. Rowdy, on the confession of your faith, son, and the obedience to God's command, we now baptize you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the remission of all your sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, we give you praise, oh God. May God's hand, son, rest upon you in a mighty way. Hallelujah. May his plan and his purposes prevail in your life. 
in Jesus' mighty name. Give Rowdy a big hand. So, Hunter, are you Billy's brother? Do you claim him? You do? Okay. All right. Hunter, I want you to raise your hands and I want you to say, yes, Lord. I want to do your will. I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. I believe that. Amen. Now, would you take your hand, hold your nose. Hunter, on the confession of your faith, son, and the obedience to God's command, we now baptize you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the remission of all your sins. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, the good work that you have started in these young men's lives, we thank you for completing it, Lord. And Father, even before you ask the question, may their answer be yes. Yes, Lord. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. Amen. Everybody give Hunter a big hand. Amen. Well, thank God for youth retreat and what the Lord has done. Three young men being baptized in Jesus' name. We love you guys. May the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May His face shine upon you and give you peace. Thank all of you for being here tonight. Go with God. God will go with you. And we hope to come back and see you Sunday morning in a dynamic move of the Spirit. God bless you.
Thank <laughs> you. 
Really? 